Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Good morning. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Power in the name of Jesus. I promise you I'm going to email Todd Delaney. I'm like, this needs to be my theme song. There is power in the name of Jesus. It won't leave my spirit. Good morning. There is power in the name of Jesus. Power in his name. Good morning. Hey, all of you that are from other states and countries, will you just drop your state and country for us, please, so that we can intercede and pray for your state and country? Your name. What call you, Jesus? Things change when call your name. My coffee is almost perfect this morning. Free when you, Jesus, I'm free when your name, when I call your name, when I call your name. Come on, let's set the atmosphere when I call your name. Okay, Pennsylvania, when I call your name, yeah, yeah, yeah. Call your name. Hailing all the way from Little Rock, Arkansas. When you call your name. We getting Jesus around the globe. Come on, Virginia. My God, I thank you. We getting Jesus around the globe. My God, do you know how powerful it is? Come on, Kendra, Texas. Come on, come on, come on, Ronald, Virginia. We getting Jesus around the globe. Come on, Sandra, Orlando. Y'all don't know how big this is. My God, my God, my God, my God. Come on, come on, New York. Come on, Nia. Yes. Come on, Atlanta, Georgia. We getting Jesus around the globe. Y'all gonna make me shout this morning. Come on, we getting Jesus around the globe. I love that. Come on, Jesus. Come on, Ohio. We getting Jesus around the globe. When, come on, Texas. When I call your name. Come on, Harlem, New York. When I call you. Come on, Victoria in Colorado. Yes, Virginia is in the house. When I call your name. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you. Do you know how big this is? Come on, Long Island, New York. Do you know every time you share the video, come on, Akron, Ohio, we are getting Jesus around the globe. We getting Jesus, come on, Minnesota. We getting Jesus in Romania. We getting Jesus in Texas. We getting Jesus in Virginia. We getting Jesus all around the globe. Come on now. Do you know how huge that all is? Do you know how big that is? You are a part of something so major and you probably didn't even realize it. Come on, Shreveport, Louisiana. So every time you put the gospel out, every time you share, come on, Elisa, in Canada, every time you share, we're putting Jesus around the globe. You're a part of evangelism. You're a part of the gospel. Come on, Cincinnati, Ohio. That just hyped me up even more my god i thank you my god i thank you my god jesus around the globe come on now jesus around the globe we got people in japan watching we got people in romania watching we got people in south korea watching we got people all around the globe watching and you just proved that we got people in all kinds trinidad is on the line we got people in all kinds of countries and all kinds of places so don't you think that you're not connected to something big you're connected to something big you're connected to something big you're connected to something big i feel that thank you holy ghost thank you father thank you for allowing us to be connected to something big thank you for allowing us to get jesus around the globe thank you for every avenue and every resource and every telephone and every computer and every tablet, every device that is instrumental in putting Jesus around the globe. Lord God, we just want to say thank you this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the resources we need. Thank you, Father God, that no one's phone or internet will ever be cut off. We thank you, Father, for our internet service. We'll never complain about our phone or internet service again. Why? Because we're getting Jesus around the globe. Thank you, Lord God. We are a part of something that is bigger than ourselves, Lord God. And that we, every time we share, and every time we get here, we are creating a body of believers and we are sharing the gospel around the globe. My God, we are sharing the gospel around the globe. Thank you you, Lord God. Thank you. 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 Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. 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 My God, we thank you. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you. We are honored. You are so amazing. We love you. We thank you. We bless you. It is possible, my God, because nothing is impossible with you on our side. So we thank you, Lord God, for being on our side. You are so awesome. You are so mighty. We thank you that the angels go before us, that you're paving the way and you're helping us get Jesus around the globe. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. Father God, I lift up every person on this devotional, every prayer request, every prayer request that's been spoken. Father God, we lift up every city, every state, and every nation 
that's represented today. And we thank you, Father God, that Jesus is in those places, that Jesus is in those places, that we stand in need of nothing, that you are on the throne, and that even if the enemy comes in like a flood, that the blood becomes a standard. We thank you for Jesus in their homes and Jesus on their jobs. My God, and Jesus with their children and Jesus in their schools and Jesus in their governments, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, that they stand representing, Father God, you around the globe. And we thank you for it. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that you're giving them the ability to tread on serpents, Lord God cast out demons and lay hands on the sick, Lord God. I thank you that a spirit of boldness is coming upon them today, Lord God, that they begin to seek after you like never before, Lord God, that they are being reconciled to the cross, that they know the power within that comes from the Holy Spirit, Father God, so they're able to walk boldly in their calling, boldly in kingdom, and boldly in their purpose today, Lord God, sharing the gospel everywhere, Lord God, so that your name can be heard throughout the earth, because there is nothing like your name Jesus there is nothing like your name Jesus there is nothing like your name Jesus there is nothing like your name y'all better be praying putting those requests out there believing God standing the gap taking authority over your city state nation I don't care what the government says I don't care what the situation looks like there was power in the name of Jesus my God my God my God we thank you for Jesus we thank you for in our homes we thank you father God for dealing with every principality, every demonic spirit, every tormented spirit. It's gone today. Why? Because of the name of Jesus. Every spirit of depression, every spirit of doubt, every spirit of drought. It's gone today in the name of Jesus. We thank you, 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 Holy Spirit. We thank you who are anxious for absolutely nothing. Everything in prayer and separation with thanksgiving making our request known and you're answering father god we're answering father god you are number one in our lives you are number one in our homes and we thank you in the name of jesus we thank you in the name of jesus my god my god my god jesus in my home jesus in your city jesus in magnolia jesus in Harlem, come on now. I'm believing that there's a spirit of boldness upon you, that you will walk in the fullness of what God called you to be, that you won't be timid no more, that you won't be scared no more, that you'll be bold for Jesus, that you'll be bold, that people will draw, you'll draw on the line, a line in the sand and say, this is what I stand for. And I stand for Jesus. I stand for Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for this devotional. Thank you for your word today. Thank you for reconciling us. Thank you, Lord God, that we are setting order, Lord God, by walking in deeper levels of forgiveness, Father God, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Yeah, that's it, Jess. Jesus in your classroom. Jesus in your children. That's all you need is Jesus. You, you, that's all you need is Jesus. My God, I thank you. My God, Jesus in administration. If you're having problems at your home, no, Jesus. If you're having problems at your job, no, Jesus. If your car won't act this morning, you, right, you better say in the name of Jesus. If things look strange around you, in the name of Jesus. If your body is not aligned with the word of God, you better say in the name of Jesus. That's all you need. My God, my God, my God. 
my God, 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 my God. Be anxious for nothing. Anxious for nothing. Tell anxiety, you know what? You're gone today. You're gone today. Why? Because of Jesus. He was already bruised for my iniquity. He was already chastised for my peace. Jesus and your husband, Jeanette. Jesus and your daughter. Jesus in their health. My God. God, Jesus in every fiber, every tissue, and every cell in their body. Yes, Sandra, Jesus, 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 and more Jesus. You cannot have enough Jesus. You cannot have enough Jesus. My God, Jesus in your finances, Jesus in the circumstances. Come on, y'all. Come on now. We putting Jesus around the globe. My God, we setting the atmosphere for God to come in. We changing the circumstance and the situation. Why? Because we're lifting up up the name of Jesus my God thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Jesus we worship you Lord we will worship you we will worship you we will bless your name yep it takes all this we're setting the atmosphere father God for you to come in and take over why because of Jesus my God 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 all you need is the blood all you need is the blood the blood will sever every cord. The blood will sever every tie. The blood will sever every demonic principality. The blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood. My God, the blood. The blood will fix it. The blood will straighten it out. The blood will turn it around. My grandmother used to say that to me and I couldn't understand it, but I get it now. That's all you need is the blood of Jesus. Yeah, come on, Sandra Townsend. Jesus in the White House. Come on now. What if we all got an alignment and prayed instead of complaining about the White House? Jesus in the White House. My God. Yes, he came to set the captives free. Yes, he is a holy God. Yes, he is a righteous God. Yes, he is a mighty God. Yes, he is a loving God. Yes, he is a gracious God. Yes, he is a merciful God. And we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for Jesus. Now we plead the blood of Jesus over this devotional. We plead the blood of Jesus over our mind, our spirit, our soul, our body, our our schools, our homes, our businesses, our finances, our relationships, our texts, our phone calls, whatever it is, Lord God, whatever it is right now in Jesus name, Lord God, I thank you, Father God, for all you are in the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you for everything you're doing in our lives. I thank you, Father God, for your resurrecting power. And I thank you for Jesus, my God. I thank you for Jesus. I thank you for Jesus. Thank you. 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 Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I cancel every assignment of the enemy, Father God, against this devotional, against our lives, anything that's been trying to enter the atmosphere, any person, any demonic principality that doesn't have right motives, they will not be connected to us. They will not be connected to this devotional. We will not have any predators on this devotional. We thank you. We are full of believers, Lord God, that everybody on here is seeking after you, is looking for you. We thank you, Father God, you are rising up bold and strong in Jesus name. We thank you, Lord. We thank Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
who said that? Hold on, hold on, hold on. You are not Phyllis on a fixed good. You got to get the series we taught on finances. You're not on a fixed income. When we say things like we're on a fixed income, we're limiting the power of Jesus. You're not. God is your salary. God is your provider. And you got to go find every scripture on God being your provider. You're not. When we fix our incomes, when we say we're limited by what we see coming in our house, then we limit the power of God. You're not on no fixed income. You're not limited by disability or social security or your paycheck. You stand. God says, I provide for you. I take care of you. And when we leave our finances to a paycheck or we leave our finances to social security, or we say, that we're stuck somewhere, then we limit the power of God. So you got to change your words. That's why God has been teaching us about our words. You got to change your words towards your income and your circumstances and don't trust what you see. You're not limited. You're not on a fixed anything. I don't live in a fixed income. I don't live in a fixed situation. The fight is fixed for me and how the fight became fixed for me was through Jesus. And that's the boldness. You got to get what the word says about your finance and you got to and you got to make sure that you are using that according to Jesus. What does the word say? What does Jesus say about the situation? What does the word say about the situation? We thank you, Father God, that your word is first and foremost in our life. And no matter what the situation is, and no matter what the circumstance is, that Jesus is on the throne, that there are no wicked devices, that there is no, no, uh, the hand of the enemy is in present. Why? Because Jesus, God is your provider. So change your words. God says in Matthew, he says, you stand in absolutely need of nothing. You say, I know every need you have. I know every bill you got. I know everything you need to be paid. I know every circumstance and I know every situation. And I just need you to trust that I'm paying it and I'm taking care of it. But don't say you're on a fixed income anymore. You're not fixed. You're not fixed because the fight was fixed in the name of Jesus. The fight was fixed because of Jesus. God said, I know what you need. I know every need you have, and I'm going to take care of your needs and I'm going to give you some of your desires. I just need you to fix your mind on me. I need you to fix your mind on me. I need you to stay focused on me. I received that Sandra. Thank you. I received that. Yes. God is your provider. You talking about somebody who walked away from her job to honor God, <laughs> honor God, honor God, honor God, honor God. I cancel every assignment of the enemy every wicked device, every distraction. I break it. I lose, I lose it from my life. I lose it from this devotional and I plead the blood of Jesus over this devotional. And I thank you. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. No twisted thinking and no weapon formed against us because Jesus is in this devotional in Jesus name, in Jesus name, in Jesus name, in Jesus name, in Jesus name. God is going to bless you and give you absolutely everything he needs. God can give you a brand new eye. Why? Because he is healer. You stand steadfast in that today, sister. You stand steadfast in that today in Jesus name. Now we begin a series this week on forgiveness. And I want to get into the second part of this series today on forgiveness on talking about forgiveness. No weapon. I need to be clear about this today. And I know if this coming up in my spirit is hurt, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. He's putting a 10,000. Don't be worried about nothing. You see nothing. Nobody says, no, if they don't come in the name of Jesus Christ, you ain't had no time to be sitting and looking at that or form to get that. 
formed against that. As a matter of fact, you better rebuke it in the name of Jesus. You better rebuke it in the name of Jesus. You better rebuke it. Nobody can speak anything over you. Nobody can stop the plans of God for your life. Nobody can interfere with it. No devil in hell can come near you. No devil in hell can have your kids. No devil in hell can have your mind. But when you become bold in the things of Jesus, Satan will try to present something to you that does not line up with the word of God. And if God has already given you a promise saying he'll put 10,000, 1,000 to flight, when somebody tries to prophesy or speak something over your life or speak something over your ministry or speak something over your home or speak something over your children, you insert the name of Jesus. Don't be afraid of it. God can restore your sight, woman of God, in Jesus' name. Father God, we thank you for Phyllis. We stand in faith for her, her miracle right now in Jesus name. We thank you, Father God, for restoring her eyesight, for giving her a new eyeball, for you, you, you created the blindness, see, for miracle signs and wonders to manifest in her life right now in Jesus name. She is not limited by what the doctor said. She's not limited by her fans finances and she's not limited by circumstances and situations. And we thank you, Father God, for the power of Jesus operating in her life today in Jesus name amen in Jesus name amen 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 now let's get into this today we've been doing we've been talking about forgiveness and yesterday we talked about a broken and contrite spirit and the enemy uh, will try to use all kinds of things for us uh, or against us. We thank you, Father God, just for all that you're doing through this word today. And as I was praying earlier, the Lord was reminding me and he was saying, he said, as they set order, right? We're setting order by walking into a deeper level of forgiveness and God will begin to prompt your heart and to stay tender uh, and to stay where you need to stay in him. And so I'm just... It's, it's just a different thing going on. So let this, don't quench the series on forgiveness. Don't say it doesn't have anything to do with me. It has absolutely everything to do with you. And if you ask God to dig deep in you, uh, what he'll do is begin to show you, right? More of where you need to walk in forgiveness, more of where you need to walk in gentleness, more of where you need to walk in his word. God would have me up when I was studying this morning. I was actually in first Peter and he was showing me something in first Peter five. And I was like, this is really big. And I'm going to read some stuff to you today, but let me start by reading this. It says, and we're in Matthew, the 18th verse and the 21st verse. And it says, then Peter came to him and asked, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me seven times? No, not seven times, but 70 times seven. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven can be compared to a king who decided to bring his account up to date with servants who had borrowed money for them in the process of his debtors was brought in who owed him a million dollars. He couldn't pay. So his master ordered that he be sold along with his wife, his children and everything he owned to pay the debt. But the man fell down before his master and begged him, please be patient with me and I will pay it all. Then his master was filled with pity for him and he released him and forgave his debt. But when the man left the king, he went to a fellow servant who owed him a few thousand dollars. He grabbed him by the throat 
and demanded instant payment. His fellow servant fell down before him and begged for a little more time. Be patient with me and I pay, I will pay it, he pleaded, but his creditor wouldn't wait. He had the man arrested and put in prison until the debt could be paid in full. When some of the other servants saw this, they were very upset. They went to the king and told him everything that had happened. Then the king called in the name man he had forgiven and said, you evil servant. I forgave you that tremendous debt because you pleaded with me. Shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servant just as I, as I have had mercy on you? Then the angry king sent the man to prison to be tortured until he had paid his entire debt. That's what my heavenly father will do to you if you refuse to forgive your brothers and sisters from your heart. My God, if you refuse to give, forgive your brothers and sisters from our heart. So yesterday we started with I forgive you, right? And I told you to get all the people that you had not um, forgiven, right? And the people that you were having a very difficult time about forgiving and the people who um, you know you needed to release and let go of. And I told you, do not approach the person. Don't approach the person. Um, I also, I want to be clear this morning to tell you this is necessary. This isn't really an option. Forgiveness, unforgiveness is a hindrance. It blocks blessings. Um, it blocks the flow of the Holy Spirit. God is very clear in the word about forgiveness. And it's funny because Peter asked him, how many times should I apply them? Seven times, right? And so I was thinking, and I'm going to try to bring this on the devotion tomorrow. Like if I had some rice, right? Some rice, just let's think in terms of rice. And I had seven grains of rice and I put it in a cup. What is that seven grains of rice? If I boiled it, if I cooked it, what is that seven grains of rice going to do? The seven grains of rice isn't really effective. It's not enough. But if I had a cup full of rice that was overflowing, if I had a cup full of rice that was overflowing, that was continuous in giving, that's continuous in, um, in everything that, 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 that I need, that's the way we're supposed to operate in forgiveness. And I know it's hard sometimes when you have people who are predatory, when you have people who have not um, asked you forgiveness, right? You don't have to stay in a situation connected to a relationship or belong to anything that is not um, connected to um, a good thing, right? You, you can, but, but you don't harbor hard feelings in your heart. Like you're not gonna hold this against them. You're gonna repent. Uh, for being in unforgiveness. And then you're going to ask the Lord to bring them to repentance. You're going to pray Ephesians 1, 15 through 21 over them. You're going to do all and put yourselves in a position for all um, that you need to or want to do. Um, you're going to put yourself in a position and all that God wants you to do towards forgiveness. I'm sorry. The Holy Spirit is talking to me at the same time. Yes, sir. Let me say yes, sir. And so you're going to do all that you need to do for them in this season. You're going to, you're, for you, right? Not for them, for you. And that means releasing them. You're going to operate in the power of release. And as you release them from whatever you've been holding, right? Because remember I showed you in Romans, anytime we bring condemnation against someone else, we're bringing judgment against them, saying that Jesus can't change a circumstance or a situation. And that is not how God is. And so when Peter is asking here, how many times shall I 
forgive, right? Um, he's, he's like, how many times should I forgive? Somebody does something to me. And Jesus is like, no, seven times 70. But what he was saying is you're going to stop counting. Remember, I just brought that up by the rice. After I count seven grains of rice, I'm not going to keep counting rice. I don't have time to count out every piece of rice. You're going to stop counting. If you're really operating in the spirit. Remember, I read you that in Romans, anytime we hold unforgiveness against anyone, we are not operating in the spirit. We're not operating in the spirit. We're operating in the flesh. Anytime we hold unforgiveness, anytime we make a decision to un be, to not walk in unforgiveness, my God, anytime we make the decision to not walk in unforgiveness, um, I mean, or to walk in unforgiveness, then we're not operating in the spirit. And God showed us that in Romans. So today is, will you forgive me? Today is will you forgive me? And we have to get to a place of humility in which we are positioned and we can ask God's forgiveness. First of all, because anytime we do something to someone else, we are actually doing this to God, right? We wrestle not against flesh and blood against principalities. And I need to share something with you. And that's what I was reading in first Peter um, this morning. I want to share this with you. When I was reading first Peter in five this morning, God was showing me, he said, the enemy is very aware of your behaviors. And he, he knows that without a doubt that God opposes the proud. And since he knows that God opposes the proud, then anytime we're not humble enough to ask somebody for forgiveness or to ask of God for forgiveness and the enemy knows whether or not we walk in this type of proud behavior. He knows whether or not we'll humble ourselves. Then he takes that and he uses that against us. So uh, let's back it up. It says in the same way, you younger men must accept the authority. The first Peter of uh, first Peter five is talking to the elders of the church, telling them to be very mindful of their flock, telling them to be very mindful of their people um, and telling them how to care. And then he also tells those an elder is not age. Elder has to do with wisdom and position and, um, and wisdom and position. And so then he's also telling those that uh, sit under elders or teachers or preachers or pastors that they need to humble themselves and accept the authority of the elders. And all of you serve each other in humility. The elders serve the people in humility and the people serve the elders in humility. And then he comes and says in the sixth verse, God opposes the proud, but favors the humble. So humble yourselves under the mighty power of God. And at the right time, he will lift you up in honor. Give all your worries and cares to God for he cares about you. Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Remember that your Christian brothers and sisters are all over the world are going through the same kind of suffering you are. And it's kind as God called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. So after you've suffered a little while, he will restore support and strengthen you and he will place you in a firm foundation, all power to him. And so anytime we find in a place where it is difficult for us to ask somebody to forgive us. Lord, please forgive me. 
right? Even if we really feel like we haven't done absolutely anything wrong, Lord, will you forgive me? Like Lord, first of all, Lord, will you forgive me? Anytime we've been outside of God's will, we need to be asking God when we can't ask for forgiveness. It's a sign of lack of humility. And when we have that lack of humility and when we can't extend forgiveness, it's a sign of lack of humility. And when we can't ask, will you forgive me and stand steadfast in that? Right. Then there's a humility issue going on. And if it will restore a relationship between you and God or you are a person, the enemy knows very well if you walk in pride. Well, there's just some places I'm not going to go. There's some places I'm just not going to dwell in. And it's like, no, absolutely not. Right. Um, I'm, I just cannot leave anything in a place where I can't ask for forgiveness. And so God has entrusted you right to operate in his principles and his ways. And if we're going to be in kingdom and we walking into our blessed season, then we're going to have to learn how to extend forgiveness. And we're going to have to learn how to ask for forgiveness constantly so that we clean the air so that we don't allow the enemy any room in our relationships, in our kingdom and where we are. And sometimes, um, when things are blocked, a lot of times when things are blocked is because we can't walk in, in forgiveness. Well, when we can't submit, to, when we can't submit to what the word of God says, can I tell you something? If you're not submitting to the word of God in areas, then guess what? You're, you're not humble, humble, a lack of humility happens when we won't submit to the word of God. When we won't submit to God about our finances. That means we feel like we know more than God. And the word tells us then God resists the proud. God resists the proud or when you quench the Holy spirit on something and the Holy spirit is trying to tell you. So today's focus is we need to figure out, I need to figure out who need, who I need to ask forgiveness from. I need to figure out who I need to ask from give forgiveness from. I need to set this thing right. I need to, I need to, I need to extend right yesterday. I extended forgiveness. Well, I need to make sure I'm operating in asking for forgiveness, asking for forgiveness from God, and then I'll asking for forgiveness from that person. And if the Lord leads you to go to someone and say, will you forgive me? Right. Or even to explain a situation, to set order, to bring peace, then guess what? That's what you need to do. You need to ask for forgiveness so that we can walk in the fullness of who we are in this season. We cannot allow forgiveness to be in blocking things for us because we won't be humble or broken and contrite and put ourselves in a position to receive what we need to receive. So I wrote on the back of my card, first John one and nine, it says that we confess our sins. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, right? If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So you need to start thinking about ask the Holy Spirit, where have I been? Uh, where do I need to ask for forgiveness? Uh, I told you guys to set order in the relationship with my sons because of some things that I had done as a mom in my immaturity. I had to come back and ask for forgiveness. I have to put myself in a position to be led by the Holy Spirit for the sake of relationship and for the sake of kingdom, because you don't know if your relationship is disturbing somebody. Psalms 103, 10 and 19 
says 103 10 through 14 says he has not punished us as we deserve for all our sins for his mercy towards those who fear and honor him is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth he has removed our sins as far away from us as the east is from the west he is like a father to us tender and sympathetic to those who reverence him for he knows we are but dust so this also reminds me as much as I like to, if I'm in a position where I'm going to harbor unforgiveness, this also reminds me, I need forgiveness. I need forgiveness. And if I ever get to a place to think that I don't need forgiveness and I justify my ways, then I'm not humble enough. And the enemy is looking for that to use that against me. He's looking for that to use that against me. He's looking for every opportunity that I won't humble myself and extend forgiveness. And he's looking for every opportunity in which I won't humble myself and ask for someone else to forgive me. Even if I don't know what I've done wrong, that needs to be in a position. Hebrews 8 and 12, for I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. Romans 5 and 8, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. 1 Timothy 1, 15 and 16. Here's a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I'm the worst. But for that very reason, I was shown mercy so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his immense patience as an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal, uh, eternal life. And then Luke 23, 34, as he hung on the cross and Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And so we need this level of forgiveness in our life. We, we need to live. We need to. Yeah, we need to be grateful. We need to remember how he forgave. We need to remember Jesus died on the cross. We need to remember here in Peter. I mean, in Matthew, where he's saying when Peter is saying to him, how many times I should forgive. And basically he's saying till you can't count no more, because if you don't do this, then I can't forgive you. And that's the thing that you need to remember when you can't release people, when you sow that seed of unforgiveness. When you sow that seed of unforgiveness, then you put yourself in enmity between you and God where God can't forgive you. And you got to remember that you need forgiveness and you need to ask for forgiveness and you need to extend forgiveness and you need to just ask the Holy Spirit, show me in which there are some areas or places in my life in which I need to ask for forgiveness. Show me the people. And it could be, it's just a real conversation between you and God. In which you say, Lord, I need you to forgive me for, and you need to call it out because the enemy knows if you have a stronghold that you won't call out. The enemy knows that if lust is a part of your problem and you won't call it out, you're afraid, afraid to call it out because you feel like the Lord won't um, forgive you. The Lord knows if you caught up in lust. The Lord knows if you caught up in pornography. The Lord knows if you caught in sexual immorality. The Lord knows you caught in hate. The Lord knows if you caught in bitterness. The Lord knows if you caught in slander. The Lord knows if you got feet that feet that run quick to evil. The Lord knows if you're pride, the prideful, the Lord knows all that. He already knows that, but to break the stronghold of the enemy off your life, then your forgiveness might be Lord. Will you please forgive me of my sins? That's the first thing. Will you please forgive me of my sins? And you need to do that every night before you go to bed, ask him to forgive you of your sins. Ask him to show you the things that are in the chamber of your heart. 
right? And ask him to forgive you. Don't ever go to bed thinking you don't need forgiveness because there may be some things that you did that day and you don't even recognize you did because you were too busy. And, and anytime we get into the point where like it bothers me because I, I used to be that person. It bothers me when people act like they ain't got no issues in God or like because they go to church or Bible study. They ain't got no places to grow. And I'm like, every time you come to that word, it should be revealing to you a place you need to grow. God showed me a pattern. He was, he showed me a pattern. He showed me a pattern in transition. He said, every time you transition, this is a particular space you go back to. You're looking for somebody to affirm that transition and you don't need anybody to affirm the transition. And he showed me the pattern. And I was like, oh my gosh, the Holy Spirit break that pattern because I just need my resolve, my trust and my truth in you. And you'll bring confirmation and the Holy Spirit will do that for you when you're not rushing, when you're spending the time that you need to spend in God and you're sensitive to his voice. So today, will you forgive me? Asking the Lord for forgiveness, asking others for forgiveness. Yesterday, if you didn't see it, we worked on uh, forgiving regardless of whether or not the person had asked for forgiveness because we know that it's necessary, especially if we coming into the position in which we need the father to forgive us. And then tomorrow we're going to talk about forgiving ourselves. We're going to talk about forgiving ourselves. Uh, probably forgiving ourselves is one of the most difficult spaces, especially for those of us that are, um, have been caught up in perfection or those of us that do not understand our righteousness. I hope that helped you today. I hope the scripture helped you today. I hope you to understand. I hope you understand that when you can't walk into forgiveness, then pride is an issue and God resists the proud. And what that means when I'm saying God resists you is that your prayers are not getting answered. Your favor is not going before you because you won't operate in a broken and contrite spirit. And I think Friday I'm going to start teaching, or maybe even he'll let me share a little word on Saturday about a broken and contrite spirit. Last Saturday I talked about grace. I think it's important for us to understand what a broken and contrite spirit is because a lot of areas we lack humility and we think think we have it. And when God began to show me what real forgiveness looks like, that it's towards him and not towards myself, it changed my ability to ask for forgiveness and it changed my process, the process of how I thought towards forgiveness because I was dealing with forgiveness from myself and not forgiveness from God. And there is a clear um, there's a clear distinction. There's a clear distinction. Um, uh, that's good, Ronald. That's a good prayer. Holy spirit, break my patterns and illuminate that, which is in me that displeases you in Jesus name that that's so important. <laughs> that's what a broken and cry, contrite heart, not assuming that I'm all good with God, asking God every night, search the chambers of my heart, asking God, when we shut down this de devotional this morning, Lord, search the chambers of our heart. Show us the areas in our life that do not line up with yours. We thank you, Father God, for giving us a boldness to, to make phone calls, to send texts, to love on those around, to make sure our relationships are good and secure. We thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives in this season. Father God, that we be courageous, Lord God, like a lion. Lord God, that we get out of our patterns and our habits that are keeping us from being humble and walking in the fullness of what you called us to be. 
Lord God, we thank you for your humility. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for your holiness, Lord God. We thank you we are submitting to the word. That is the true sign of humility and that we are submitting to leadership, Lord God. We're submitting to our elders, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for your word today. We thank you, Father God, for bringing us the lost, Lord God. If there's anyone that has not accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior, Lord God, we thank you, Lord God, that you are piercing their hearts right now. If they're in our homes, if they're in our midst, if our, they're piercing their heart and that they're beginning to ask us more about who this Jesus is and all that he's doing in our life. We thank you, Father God, that you go after the one. And we thank you, Father God, you're bringing the one. Father, I plead the blood of Jesus over Bible study tonight. I thank you. Every woman is there online and every woman is there in person and that they will not hold back lord god we plead the blood of jesus over feed the streets we thank you father god we're able to feed every person that needs a meal that we won't be anxious that we'll remember that this is service and not volunteerism lord god and that we'll enter it with a heart to serve that we won't rush that we won't try to do things in a manner just to say we did it father god but that we will remember that we are serving your people we are meeting their needs i thank you as we go into the holiday season we are not wise in our own eyes. We are stewards over our finances. We are stewards over our relationships. We love you. We thank you. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you in Jesus name. Amen. If you're a lady and you've never been connected to our Bible study, just join our group Coffee and Conversations Ladies Bible Study. If you're not in the state, if you're not in the country, you can still watch the devotional. If you are here in Little Rock, Arkansas, no more excuses. I don't care if you ain't been to church. I don't care if you ain't been connected to believers. We want to see you tonight. God has something very special for you and he will meet you exactly where you are. Thank you for my partners. Thank you for those of you that continuously partner with this ministry and so seed in this ministry. It is because of you we are able to get the gospel around the world. It is because of you we are able to meet needs. It is you we are able to feed the streets your partnership means absolutely everything made the i don't care if it's five dollars one dollar fifty cents i thank you for it uh we uh, we just believe we just thank you we thank you every day i'm like i'm praying for you when i pray for my own kids i'm praying for yours i'm praying for your household because we are in covenant with each other and i thank you you just don't know that what you're doing is changing lives. So Wendy and Olive and those of you that don't have a whole lot of seed to sow and you sowing a little bit of seed and you think that little bit of seed don't mean nothing, that little bit of seed just got the gospel around the world. That little bit of seed just got the gospel around the world. So don't you, you take that seed, you call that seed in, you count that seed. Don't let the enemy lie to you and make you think your seed is a nothing. Your seed is absolutely everything. I don't care what it is. Your seed is in the ground and it's producing a harvest for multiplication and increase to get this gospel throughout the world. So I thank you. I thank you. I thank you for that. I thank you. I thank you. I don't care. Mm -mm. I don't care what you are connected to something very big and God sees you and he loves you and he appreciates you for what you're doing for the kingdom. We getting Jesus around the world. That excited me this morning when the Holy Spirit showed me that we're getting Jesus around the world. So don't think you're giving into this ministry is in vain or for nothing. It's for everything. Even your prayers, even those of you that don't have anything to give, even your prayers, even the fact that you share 
All of that is connected and changing the way we're bringing God to the world. And I appreciate that. Soon we're going to be able to be in other countries, um, setting people, setting the captive free. Women are building businesses. Y'all just don't know all the things happen about or happen behind the scenes. I love y'all so much. And I'll see y'all in the morning. I love y'all. I can go on and on about the goodness of Jesus and the goodness of God and how he loves us and how he takes care of us. I promise I can, 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 I can. I am nothing without God. And I can't wait to share a Bible study about the importance of the Holy Spirit tonight. I love y'all so much, but more so God loves you. God loves you more. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, Log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.